Hi there, my name is Tom Bell and welcome to my 5-Minute Friday podcast. It's May the 14th, 2021. I'm an ethics consultant with expertise in willful blindness and ethical fading. I'm also the author of Lions, Liars, Donkeys and Penguins, The Killing of Alison. The book is about the events surrounding the suicide of my sister Alison, following a period of abuse in the care of an NHS mental health hospital. I'm a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Management and a whistleblowing former NHS manager who was forced out of a promising career in 2017. Today, I'm going to talk about the use of PR, public relations, in our public sector services and why I think it needs to change from PR to information. I remember reading a book, uh, some of you may have read, called PR is Dead by a guy called Robert Phillips some years ago. And uh, Robert's idea was that as information and informed opinion became more freely available online, organisations, private and public, individuals, charities and government services would all be forced to become more open and transparent. I can hear you laughing already. I've spoken with the author Robert and he is a smashing chap, but he could not have been further from the truth. The shitstorm of social media has made it even harder to access objective information than ever before. I think anybody who has witnessed what has gone on uh, you know, with uh, fake news over the last few years, it must be just shaking their heads. Well, I think we're all shaking our heads in disbelief, aren't we? Um, so um, why, why end PR in public services? Well, when I joined the NHS in 2012, the role of the communications team was explained to me, as part of my induction, you know, um, it was explained to me as consisting of three main elements. And those elements were that one, to stop the bad stuff getting out. That was job number one, stop any bad stories getting out. Two was to minimise the damage if a bad story did get out. And the third priority was to throw the press a little good news story every now and again over the tops of the wall. And that was pretty much it. I found that a fascinating, coming from a marketing background, I found that a fascinating description of communications. And well, it isn't really communications, is it? There's no, there was very, very little listening involved. And whenever there was a, a consultation exercise, and I'm waving my fingers in the air as I say that, whenever there was a consultation exercise, it really was just about ticking a box to say that you had consulted. There was no real listening that went into that. Um, for those of you that don't know, the history of PR is very checkered. And the history of PR is essentially the history of the development of a suite of tools that were designed, they were designed to deflect, to mislead and misdirect. I don't think PR should have any place in our public sector services, especially not as we fund them. It actually has its roots, it has very strong roots in the rise of Nazism in Germany and it used to be called propaganda. And it's no wonder that it needed to change its name, isn't it really? Um, I guess you can't accuse them of not practicing what they preach. But those of a certain age will remember some of the tricks of PR. And I recall one of them was being told by doctors that smoking was good for you. That was the work of PR practitioners. So if we've established or, or, or we're starting to establish that um, what passes for communications activity in our public services is not particularly meaningful in any sense, and that PR is, well, it's really a tool that shouldn't have a role in public services that we fund, then I think we should say, adios to the PR and communications departments in our public sector services. And I think we should say hello to newly formed information departments. And I think these should be staffed by sort of more geek-like and credible statisticians, not the foxes and political animals that police the parameters of our knowledge as it stands. I would love to be able to go onto all the public sector services that we fund and just very quickly and very easily 
access a consistent suite of information that I know I can get from each and every one of them without having to resort to freedom of information requests and do the dance and go around the houses and then end up in the hands of the information commissioner's office. I mean, it does make an absolute mockery of the way we are communicating with when you consider that in North Cumbria, two years ago, the PR and communications department were telling the public that they should be celebrating because the chief executive had been honoured in the annual Queen's Awards list. At the same time as they were saying that, the trust itself was trying to hide the fact that it had paid out tens of millions of pounds in compensation to victims of uh, poor practice in its hospital, in its two hospitals and its other services. So there's, there's kind of something weird going on there, isn't there, where the PR department is tasked with keeping us all, you know, at bay, you know, holding us off there, telling us a good news story. And the reality going on behind the scenes is that millions of our taxpayers' uh, money is being blown on um, compensation for what were unsafe practices. So this, yeah, I think we've got to get past that. Um, I'm going to stop ranting. Thanks for listening as ever. Please feel free to get in touch. You can also visit the Humanity and Integrity website and join the discussions at hipss.org.uk. You can contact me via email at tom at hipss.org.uk or you can look me up on Twitter at Tom in Cumbria or, of course, send me a connection request on LinkedIn. Stay as safe as you can, as sane as you can, solvent if possible and sober if you wish. Thanks for listening and have a peaceful weekend.